0: Come Holy Spirit, work in us, revive, renew, sustain, encourage, and challenge us to live out the vocation we have from our baptism through Christ our Lord. Amen. It is good to be back with you. As some of you know, I've been at St. Clement's in San Clemente all of last month, so I finally get back home and it's nice to be here. The wonderful stories of Elijah from the first book of Kings that we started with today. They're wonderful stories. I recommend that you go home and start with the 17th chapter of First Kings and read the stories of Elijah. But it sort of bursts us right into the story here. So let me just give you a little background. Ahab is the king. And in the book of Kings, the kings either did what God told them to or they didn't. I mean, it was black and white, you know. And the the writer is saying, you know, this king did all this, and God blessed him, and this king was really yucky, and God cursed him, okay? Ahab is one of the latter, okay? He has a wonderful wife named Jezebel. You heard that name before? Jezebel, right. (laughs) She is a Jezebel. (laughs) Jezebel was a foreigner, and when she came there, she came with her gods, and he, she came with the priests for those gods. And she was trying to convert Israel into following Baal, or as in the oratorio uh, by Mendelssohn, Baal. Baal, we cry to thee. Okay? Well, this did not please God, and so God sends his prophet Elijah to Ahab the king and says to Ahab, You know, I'm going to bring a drought on this land, and there's going to be no rain for a long long time until my prophet says there's going to be rain not happy news right so elijah gets out of there real fast after he's given the message he doesn't want to stick around and he goes to what's called a wadi which is a water place and the ravens feed him in the morning and in the evening and he has water and everything's fine until what happens of course a drought the wadi dries up right and so he's got to leave the wadi what is he going to do God says, go to Zarephath and look for a widow. Being a good man of God, he goes to Zarephath and there at the gate is a widow. And he meets her there and there's where our story is today. He says to her, what? You know, bring me some water. Oh, and by the way, also bring me some bread to eat and that sort of thing. Oh, you know, can't do this. You know, I've got just a little jar of meal and a jug of oil. I'm going to go home. And I'm going to make bread for my son and I. And then we're going to die. Not to worry, my dear. <laughs> you aren't going to run out. Just go and do what I said. And God bless her, she does. She goes and takes the last bit of meal and the last bit of oil and makes bread and brings it to the prophet and feeds him. And he says, you're not going to run out of food. As long as I'm here with you, you're not going to run out of food. And? She didn't. You know, that meal kept coming back in the jar and the oil in the jug, and there they were, happily eating along during this drought time. I would say that they recognized that that was an experience of God. I would say they knew God was working in this time. Fast forward to the 20th century. I know where we are. We're in the 21st, okay? Just to the 20th century. I'm in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'm teaching school in the Ann Arbor public school system. And I'm going to St. Andrew's Episcopal Church, where I've been confirmed as an Episcopalian. And being an ever-so-pious young man, I volunteer to teach Sunday school. I mean, what do you do? You know, you're a teacher, you know. So, I go to the first teacher's meeting. And there's a whole room full of us. It's a big parish. There are lots of Sunday school teachers. There are two uh, sessions of Sunday school in this church. And our director of religious education says to all of us, What was your latest experience of God? Oh, my God. We all sat there in stunned silence. Let's see now. When did God last act in my, you know, what is it, I, you know, I didn't get to eat food that out of a cupboard that just kept having food in it or anything like that, you know, I did you know, what was my latest experience of God, you know, and we were all frustrated, we were all silent, and we all said, you know, what are we doing teaching Sunday school, and we don't even know what God is doing in our lives, you know. She almost lost her, lost her whole staff that night. So now come into the 21st century and come to us sitting here right now. And what is your latest experience of God? What is God doing to you right now? You are all having experiences of God right now. Everyone here is doing that next sunday either before this service or following this service what are you going to be doing you're all going to the holy cow breakfast right make sure you show up just show up is the now what's going on at the holy cow who are these holy cows do you know that they're all pregnant Every one of them is pregnant. To whom will these, well, first of all, where, what country are these cows going to? Tanzania, right. And to whom are they being given? The clergy's wives. They only have male clergy there, I think, right now, am I right? Yeah. So they're all going to the wives, Okay who are going to feed the village. And I think there's some chickens thrown in in this lot as well, you know. So we're going to get some eggs and then finally some fried chicken out of this whole thing, you know. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. You, my friends, are giving the jar of meal and the jug of oil to people in Tanzania. You are giving food to people who do need food who don't have a Ralph's or a Vaughn's or an Albertson's or a Stater Brothers down the road and if they did they wouldn't have money to buy very much there you are agents of God you are God's experience now when you were born were you that generous? did you say oh mother don't bother with my diapers right now I know you're busy oh, Dad, don't pick me up right now and hold me because I know you've got to fix the car. Is that the way you were when you were a kid? You were selfish, self-centered brats. Every one of you. All right? Got it? And there's been a transformation. There's been a resurrection into a new life where you think of others and you share of your time and your talents and your substance with other people. The Beach Cities Interfaith Services, right? Now, Elijah at least got fed out of this experience. Do you get fed when you give uh, stuff to the BCIS? You don't get any food back, you don't get invited to dinner. You give to people who need it without any strings attached with the joy of serving God's people and feeding them. You are agents of God. In this diocese of ours, there's a foundation called Hillsides, which takes care of homeless children. You, through your offering here to the diocese, are a part of the sustaining of that ministry. In Echo Park, where our diocesan center is, our diocese took over a children's program because the tradition that was there would not allow gay people to adopt children. And they knew they had to do that by law. (coughs) Excuse me. And so our diocese went in and said, we will pick up the ministry and we will see if that ministry continues. And these children are being cared for. Camp Stevens, where some of our congregation is right now. A ministry of this diocese and of the diocese of San Diego. They invite invite foreign students to come there and be on staff <coughs> excuse me, and learn about Christianity as expressed in the American Church. Then they have organic gardens there. And you can go there and learn cooking for the heart. All ministries that are part of who we, as members of St. Wilfred's, are involved in. Now, why am I patting you on the back? You deserve it. But you know it's only going to go so far, right? There's a catch, right? What's Charles going to do to us? What's going to happen now? I raise these issues for you today So that you can grow in your faith. So that you can grow in your ministry. I'm asking each of you personally to take a step forward in your generosity. I'm asking you to give more than you think you can give this moment. I'm telling you that God's cupboard will not go bare, nor with yours. I'm asking you to take that risk, that step in your faith, that step in your discipleship, in your generosity, to know that God is there to sustain you as you hear his call to serve others what I'm saying to you is don't be satisfied with your spiritual life as it is when you came here this morning. I'm asking you to trust God just that much more. Just that incremental step. Whatever it is, time, talent, substance, something that you will commit yourself to this, month, this week to grow in your generosity As God has been abundant to you, let your discipleship be abundant for others. Amen.